You're listening to the A-Team Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Adam Kelly and Alan James. Join Adam and Alan as they dive into all things nutrition, training, mindset, and also bring on world-class experts within their respective fields to help you kickstart your journey towards transforming your life. Grab a coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so what avenue do you want to go down in regards to mindset then? So kind of... That's easy because I, I always say that when I train with clients, the first thing I always go down is that kind of like that mindset route. It's quite easy to avoid by just chucking someone in and say, training regime, calorie deficit. But then all of a sudden, you do that with someone whose mindset isn't in the right place. You don't, they don't get results straight away. So I thought we'd just jump down that route. Is that sort of thing that you go over with the clients early doors or is that something you just kind of do along the way? I suppose we definitely do have to look at that side of the equation as well. And like with mindset, you can go down so many avenues and kind of one of the biggest things that I see with clients is like when they come into you. I think it, we kind of touched on this last week. It was kind of like the expectations of your goals and the perceptions of those goals. Because a lot of the time people, when they come to you, they feel like there's no way I could achieve that. And all of a sudden that is limiting factor in what they can achieve. And like, it's almost like a fear of, oh, I'm stupid if I don't achieve X goal or whatever like that. But more often than not, like you're probably in a position right now where you're comfortable, but the fear of failure is almost the obstacle that you need to overcome. And the biggest thing is that like you feel stupid when you don't achieve the goal. But like what happens if you achieve the goal? You're going to feel unreal, but that you need to get over that type of thing. And that's all up here. So I kind of don't really know what way we're going to go about this, but like, what have you going to say with that? Do you know what? What you said then is spot on because I've done two things I cut recently. One, I read, well, I say read, I listened to David Goggins' book on audio. Have you listened to that yet? Unbelievable oh, book. Yeah. Unbelievable, mate. And he was going on about um, how he was just getting so comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And I was actually looking through, uh, do you know the hypertrophy coach, Joe Bennett? Yeah. I was looking through his his shop. Uh, I don't know why, you know, when you're on Instagram, you're just flicking through stuff and you're like, oh, I wonder what he's got to sell then. So I'm just in there because I know he's big into his like uh, RTS-isms and all that. I thought, what's he selling? Because he's probably selling some cool shit. But he's got a t-shirt and on that t-shirt it said, um, one kind of person looks looks to hide away from discomfort why other people who get results go to find it you know it obviously was worded that was the general context of it but it was probably worded a lot cooler than i just butchered it <laughs> <laughs> but basically he was saying they go to find pain because i don't know if you've ever gone into the darkest grimmest of sets right when you've gone in do you remember when we did that leg extension in my gym oh, yeah three minutes of leg extensions four seconds up two second pose four seconds down Ugh. I just remember the leg burn was just so intense. And then when you said what time it was, it's like, okay, you've got two minutes left. I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Straight away. (laughs) And it's just like, you know for a fact that when you're hitting that absolute discomfort, what's the association? Do you go, I feel that burn, I stop? You could just go, stop. And you can't stop. Or you could push through another rep or another rep and another rep, and that's a pure mindset thing. What psychopath is feeling the pain and wants to do another rep? 
they're the kind of people that get pretty serious results. And like I suppose as well, like when you're in those sets, like and we're not saying that you have to be in that position of a set to achieve your goal. Like you kind of have to like what is your goal? But like for us, that was something that we had to achieve on X plan, okay? But like it's kind of when that pain set in there like after 60 seconds and we still had like 120 left it's the association yeah so like we're associating okay the 120 seconds to come with the outcome that you want to achieve and it was the last i think it was that's before hack squats or something was it so the goal was to kind of almost pre-exhaust the quads a little bit before well not a little bit a fucking lot before we went into hack squats but we kind of had to overcome that but the association that we had with that leg extension with that was going to help us achieve the outcome i think on that day whatever it was we just stuck in something that was about three minutes long or four minutes long on your ears and just you go into that zone mozart isn't it (laughs) that like you can just classical music something nice yeah and it's just like, then eventually, like, once that sets over, you're like, whew, like, fuck, I could definitely have stopped at 60 seconds. I definitely could have stopped halfway. I suppose as well, like, it's a bit easier to, um, if you're training with someone that's kind of on a similar wavelength as you, whereas if you're trying to do that on your own, okay, it's easy to write down the plan. Okay, I'm going to do three minutes of leg extensions, four, two, two, or whatever the fuck it is. You're like, okay, like 60 seconds is there. It's easier to stop. But when there's somebody there with you, like you can almost take it rep by rep. And that same mentality goes back to the kind of consistency of the steps and your nutrition and stuff like that. Because if you think about what it encompasses your goal, there's a lot of stuff goes on and it overwhelms you. And it's easier to not move at all and easier to sit still exactly in that place where you feel it's easy. Do you feel like you've got any hacks for that yourself or do you use for yourself or use for your clients? Because I, in my head, know of a few things that I don't know. I probably have to train myself rigidly to do them. But sometimes I know that there's these certain things that I can do that make me go, well, it's like that uh, Jocko Wilnick thing, isn't it? Good. Good. Like when, th- yeah. when, sh- when shit goes bad, you say good. It's just like if you can just create that mindset around it. Like for me too, I definitely like motivation is fickle. Like it is kind of short term and stuff like that. But I definitely do think that uh, for me personally anyway, that there's a couple of songs that I have um, in my playlist Oh, 100%. Hollywood undead, motherfucker. When I'm on the top set of squats, I will do 20 more just because of that song. (laughs) But it's just kind of like some little things like that can almost hack the environment acutely to get what you want from that set. But like I remember there when I was coaching and um, one of the big things with clients is because you get these just ordinary people that come into the gym and that want to whatever they want to achieve. And um you do, you put them on a leg extension just for argument's sake, because we were talking about a minute ago and like, okay, we're going to do like 15 on this set. Okay. And like, you get to eight and in their head, he or she has like, okay, I'm going to stop at 10 or I'm going to stop at 12 because everyone stays between that eight to 12. Uh, so when they're at eight, how are you feeling? Oh, fucked. Like, I'm just like, I actually can't do anymore. Once you get to 10, what I would do is I would start at five and then I would start counting down. But when I get to four, I'll break the four into a set of two. And when I get to two, I would do a set of one and a set of one. Then all of a sudden, then we have broken down that last five into really easy sets, like almost like a little cluster set almost. They're like, oh, fuck out to 15. And you could probably get a little bit more if you just focused on one rep, one rep, one rep. And that's why countdowns work so good as well, right? Because I know for a fact when I'm on a dieting phase, if I if it's like an endless sort of journey, I don't do it well. And that's why most people's diets don't go that well because they're on a never-ending diet because they consider themselves a fat slash overweight person. 
and therefore their diet lasts forever and their diet will last a lifetime just because of their mindset whereas if you said right you're just going to be on this like dieting phase now for the next 28 days just 28 days we're going to take it quite seriously we're going to get good results and then we're going to have a break all of a sudden the effort they put into that 28 days is dramatically more because they put time into that phase as opposed to you know oh, I'm just going to be dieting now forever. And then all of a sudden, they probably just binge eat more frequently because there's no timeline. They don't know when it's going to end. And like, I think as well, like just kind of going back to them little hacks, like I almost have a little ritual that I would go through. And that nearly almost starts like an hour and a half or two hours before my workout or even the night previous, depending on what it is. But let's say if we're going to do legs the following day and I would get a really good night's sleep because I know I'm going to be refreshed in the morning of the session, then Uh my pre- routine before a gym i would have my oats and my cream of rice and my whey and i know i'm going to let that an hour and a half two hours i'll go to the gym i'll take my pre-workout i'll let that kick in and then by the time i get to my top set it might take me about three quarters of an hour by the time i get in to the gym warm up to the top set that caffeine is probably just about to get going and then i put on whatever music it is for the warm-up says lean to the top set and that's kind of like where i'm at i'm on that upward trend all the time whereas if i go back to that sleep for the shit night sleep waking up a bit groggy oh fuck i forgot to do rds today now it's just everything feels heavy everything feels sluggish and then all of a sudden you're on a kind of a slowdown already before your session and then you're probably going to take extra caffeine to kind of overcompensate that and then you're going to be just amped up a little bit too much like i felt sick in the past remember we were going to graftism and i took the energy drink and i almost fell sick in the car i couldn't, couldn't walk yeah. around the place. but then that almost like it ruins what you're trying to do you know what i mean so i definitely do think like you could nearly associate your sleep and then that pre-workout meal and that drive to the gym and that session and then what happens after that session that's almost like a ritual for me and i associate that with the end goal so that's what happens you know what i mean for me but it's also that's that's the thing in your environment that you you can control you can control them variables on a day-to-day basis which kind of makes that pretty sweet i suppose you can't always 100 percent have that can you that's not no. that wouldn't be there forever i think um uh, who is it? I remember somebody saying just about um, making your ritual or making your priming phase. Can you prime yourself in, I think maybe Tony Robbins, like a 10-second prime. Have something, like anchor yourself to do something that can make you ready for it. I used to, mate, I'll be honest with you, I used to smack myself in the head. Do you know, just before a set of squats, I used to get this palm right and I used to just slam it into the forehead. And if I did that two, three times, all of a sudden I can just go. And it, it just worked. I, I, it gave me a bag of headache, but it worked. Definitely do think like you can like flip that switch and kind of. That's what that's what I mean. Exactly that. Exactly that point. Because like obviously, like what your mindset routine was was a flipping long ass process to get up to it to, to get ready to go. But if there was just a way of almost like um, maybe like trigger words, identity, and anchors, which can kind of just set you off, just to remind you what that goal is. Because let's face it, most people's goal. Like what your big elaborate goal could be can be nailed down probably into a word or two. And if you could anchor that word to change your physiology, basically, you could kind of uh, almost create motivation out of nothing. Because for me, I grew up in an area which was not like an affluent area. Everyone would go to the same pub. If I went back there now, it would be like time that stopped, except everyone got older. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly where everyone's doing. And for me, quite frankly, I'd consider it quite average. Hope none of them are listening to this anyway. <laughs> so my quote, and it's quite a big one, was just fuck average. The second you be in the gym and like you're going into a set, 
The second I thought, fuck average, because it's far away from where I want to be, I will go balls deep. And that anchor and that little bit of a mindset identity switch, it works for me personally. Once again, would it work for everyone? Yeah. As we said, we can go down like so many different routes with this like and it's kind of it's always going back to that like psychological type kind of thing but i think when people actually flip the switch from people that i've worked with anyway like and there's been a fair few over the last 11 or so years they just feel that they can't overcome it and as i said we're talking to start like they feel stupid and so on and so forth like but now right now we have this like negative association with your goal and like we could go down a different route as well of like sabotage and which we'll probably cover at some date as well but like maybe we were talking about your environment as well there's going to be people in your environment that are going to sabotage you because it's easier to sabotage you than it is for those people to change and as sad as that may sound it's very true not that they may mean it but it definitely does happen um like eat that pizza have that drink um oh you're getting a bit too skinny you've lost enough weight right now and like you're sitting guessing yourself and you're doing all these different things but if you get into an environment where you might have a coach or something that's kind of been able to instruct you of what's the best way to go about it you can actually overcome them obstacles you'll actually see all the good stuff in that growth zone outside of the place where you are right now and you can overcome that but i don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now because we could talk about that for the next hour people think they're being helpful when people think they're being helpful they'll say to you Oh, you look amazing. You can have the cake. It's like you're actually not being helpful. All right, then let's go. Right. So you start working with a client. You see common trends with their mindset. What certain things with their mindset do you see on a, on a regular basis that you have to deal with there and then? A lot of the time they're afraid to change. So they're very comfortable where they are, like, which is the echo of everything that we're saying right now. So it's easier to stay the same than it is to change. And with that change, there's so many things that they have to overcome like steps, nutrition, sleep quality, blah, 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 blah. So, um, self-talk is a huge one. Yeah. That's massive as well. I'd say that right now, self-talk is probably the biggest one. Yeah. Like self-talk because eventually it'll be a trigger. So they can like, they're going to come up with every excuse in the world to not change. But like, I think as well, like, you know, what's, um, a really good incentive and like not that we're trying to promote this but like when a lump sum leaves your bank account okay you're going to do a 12-week shred and there's a huge prize of a holiday or something at the end you're probably going to go all in because the financial incentive or whatever it is is like so good so you'll actually overcome that and you'll be able to flip that switch but then that kind of goes back to what you're trying to achieve and the perception of how good it is it's so positive so it's far going to outweigh everything that you've thought about in the past so i definitely do think that could be something that could flip a switch for a lot of people and it does that's it you pay you pay attention right yeah like because everyone has like 50 quid to knock around for pt like you know what i mean like it's very easy to just throw 50 quid oh yeah just i'll just cancel today and i won't show up but if you were paying like 150 an hour you're gonna be there on time waiting to go like not that it's all about cash and things like that but there is a big thing about a financial incentive for a lot of people like it's like a car or anything say if you bought a new car 100 grand car you're going to look after that baby so much you're not going to park it close to any other car you're going to get it cleaned every week you're not going to drink inside the car you're not going to do anything so everything changes with it the second you get that first scratch in the car ah uh, fuck the car now you're just eating yeah. the car do you know what i mean everything changes 
because hey that's like associate that back with the school days do you remember when you've got a new pen and paper i'm just gonna use my neatest handwriting i'm gonna write so crisp so clean then all of a sudden like you do a little bit of a thing like ah oh, sorry i'm just gonna scribble this now it <laughs> so gets a few pages in i suppose like the biggest kind of if we could nearly wrap all this in one it's like you have control of your environment so much the variables that you have you don't realize that they're in your power and yes some days you may not have control of them but more often than not you will so if you can nearly control your environment you'll nearly feel really good so you have that really good feeling about what you're trying to achieve and it's far going to outweigh all them negative associations that you have with it and the main reason why you may have those associations is because every time you step foot inside the gym in january you always fail because you try to go alone you try to change everything at once like it just gets too much for you the biggest take home for me would be just trying to control a lot of them things and have a really good association with the goal and just you'll be able to flip that switch you know what i mean a little bit more have you read man's search for meaning by victor franco is that the guy in the holocaust yeah bad dude it's bad on my dude. reading list i have to go and read it oh well i'm gonna spoil it for you right now so the three, the three main things he says to live a meaningful purposeful life which i think personally it helps toward the whole mindset shit that we've been chatting about is basically covered in these three points point number one is have a purpose what's your top priority in life and are you set out to achieve it basically that is always going to be a biggest driver whether you prioritize financial family everything you just link what you're doing how it would benefit that that would be kind of number one number two he says is embrace challenges you're always inevitably going to come up with obstacles and challenges the second you see them obstacles and challenges as things to overcome overcoming them is like that um euphoria it's like when you're when you're sick and you overcome it, you feel much greater than previously because you've overcome this challenge. And that's the second thing he talks about. And the third thing he talks about is that community and support network. And that's the third thing. But the second you go out to achieve your goals, that's why Slimming World and Weight Watchers work so well because they, it's not what they talk about. What they talk about is a load of shit, but the community that they bring with it is what strives people on because they don't want to let anyone down. And from a motivational standpoint, them three things are probably the most easy to use and implemented your life as of now isn't it tell you one thing that's absolutely sick that's everything in a fucking nutshell there all right so we're going to wrap up this one here i think he by Alan, i mean that like he definitely captured everything that we kind of said there so i hope you took some real value from this one and um yeah we will catch you in the next one so a massive thank you for tuning in to the podcast if you found some value from this episode make sure that you share this with some friends and family members it would really help the podcast out a lot we would love it if you could share this on your social media channels make sure that you tag myself and alid so that we can thank you personally on to the next episode chat soon